The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. Glad to be with you on another Commander's uh, win. Uh, man, it was a tight game. I'm not saying it was a like good game or skillful game, but they were just exciting parts in, in this game. But before we talk about this game at all, Kevin, there's only one thing I have to say. If no one's convinced that number four needs a shot at being the guy, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. I mean... Number four deserves an offseason. He deserves a, a, a game plan. He, deser- he deserves all the accoutrement that comes with being a starting quarterback. And let's see if this dude can do it. Like, what, are the, what else do they need to see? It, well, see, first of all, the, the average football fan and, you know, the listeners to this show are the above average fans, right? You know, borderline excellent. Uh, the average football fan is lazy. They want – the big prima donna quarterback, the six foot six, 240 pound quarterback who can throw the ball 80 yards in a straight line. And they, they want that guy, the guy who went to super big university and, uh, and played in the, in the grapefruit bowl and all that. That's what the fans want. And that's what defensive coordinator, I mean, offensive coordinators claim they need to be successful. We need that guy, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, it's like um, the uh, the biblical. Let me get biblical on you for a minute, man. Okay. It's like this is like the story of Ra- Rachel and Leah, and people yeah. who know the word know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Rachel was the Rachel was the the supermodel, right? Mm-hmm. Leah was just plain Jane, mm-hmm. but Leah is what the guy needed. Right, <laughs> right? Right, right. He might have wanted the supermodel, but he needed playing Jane. He needed somebody for for what they brought to the conversation, basically. And that's what this team needs. They need what number four is. That, that's right. exactly what they need. And it's like, it's a, it's a last resort. Someone, someone tweeted today along the lines of, uh, well, what do you think about Ron and his decision-making? And my response was, Ron makes decisions based on it being his last alternative, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Ron, Ron didn't look at his roster and put the best person out there on the field first. He put who he thought was first. And then due to injury or attrition or lack of buying into it, other guys have, have, have stepped up and, and, and become starters and are playing up to their capabilities, right? Number four, the number four car being the prime example. And, and like you said, if anyone, if anyone thinks that this guy doesn't deserve a shot, they don't need to be watching this game. And, 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 what's, what, and what's crazy is they just won't give him a shot. I mean, him starting most of the season last year was not his shot. It was Fitzpatrick's shot, and he got hurt, and number four came in and finished the season. This season, this is not his shot. It was no. Wentz's shot. And Wentz got hurt, and he's finished. he's going to finish out the rest of the season. Listen, I'm not sitting here saying that that the dude is like, you know, going to be Brett Favre. Well, we shouldn't even 
Favre after stealing that money from the people. Yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to mm-hmm. be Aaron. Be like Jay Gruden. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not saying he's going to be like Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, you don't know what he's going to be. And you've said it perfectly so many times. You knew what Fitzpatrick was. Why settle for that? You know what Wentz <laughs> is. Why settle for that? You don't really know what four can be. And here's one thing. It's one thing if if and if if the media is hyping them and stuff like that. And I don't see a whole. I don't see a ton of Heineke hype in the media. You know, he's. I don't think there's as much hype around him that you would normally get from a backup quarterback that has done what he's done. Uh, and people, cl- as far as clamoring for him to get the first um, uh, to be QB one, but it's like you just don't know what this guy, like you know, you can be. But you look at the way his teammates respond to him; they like him. They, it's <laughs> like they want him to succeed. I mean, you're sitting here and you're, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this game, and and yeah, for what you know, most of the game very pedestrian, nothing's going on. But then when the thing is on the line, he's making something happen keeping them in the game. They have a chance to win. And what does he do? He just puts the ball up for McLaurin. You're the dude, make a play. And McLaurin makes a play. I mean, it's like you can't you – know, Wentz isn't doing that. And, 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 and by the way, with all the success that they were having in Jacksonville, I don't see a whole lot of love from the players with Wentz, but it's possible just they simply don't know him as well as they know, as they know for. But at the same time, that's also something you know, to, to, to consider. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> the, the chemistry yeah. – they know him. He knows the playbook. And by the way, again, they want him to win. If there's one thing they always say about, you know, you get these sports cliches and you talk about, you know, about when, you know, they, 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 they'll run through a brick wall for him. And they'll do like, yes, that's the kind of guy you want. That's who you want. You know, the thing is you're dealing with human beings as well. And I don't really sense any dislike Wentz is certainly nothing like the the rumors that you heard coming out of Philly Correct. and coming out of Indy about him being a bad locker room guy or Correct. poor leader and this and that. I've seen nothing. But by the way, the same people said uh, Lashawn uh, Jackson was a gangbanger yeah. <laughs> coming yeah. out of Philly, right? I, I certainly don't see any of that. But you know, he came in making a lot of money, and these mm-hmm. guys make money, and money is is the how can I put it the status symbol for these guys, right? It's, it's They're all pros, and they all have their respect for each other as being pros. So it gets down to the point of who's making the most money. Right, and, right. and you can't say it doesn't matter to those guys, because that's, that's what it's all about, making as much money as they can. So there's got to be a little bit of something like that involved. But still, like we said last week, uh, once it's coming into a situation, having to learn a, a, his third language in three years, and playing virtually no time in the preseason, which was a, a, mm-hmm. a, a disastrous mistake on the mm-hmm. part of the organization. But I'm thinking it's going to do him some good to sit and observe mm-hmm. as Heineke did for these years. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the shots of Wentz, I have not seen one shot of him on the sideline where he wasn't smiling. Right. <laughs> you know? You know? And, and uh, I've read about the relationship he and Heineke have developed. Over the, it seems like the perfect fit right now, because right? All, we got of, the, it, all of Heineke's teammates like him, even Wentz. Like, of course. <laughs> you know why? Yeah. You know, because they know. They know after seeing this guy in and out that he might not have the arm that Wentz has, and he might not be your, quote, uh, 
stereotypical quarterback. So they all realize, hey, we're going to have to step it up a little bit because our boy is in the game, right? We're, it's not just doing my job. It's doing my job better because we're going to have to step up for honey, right? You know? So, and that's exactly what they do. Now, there's some problems on this team now. You know, it's not all about, hey, hey, let's go. Some of them want to do that, and they just don't have the physical capability. <laughs> this offensive line is in bad shape. Yeah, yeah. Bad yeah. shape. So, And you also saw that a lot of things that were happening to Wentz earlier are weren't all Wentz's fault. You Correct. Know? Correct. How, you know, he has the advantage of the mobility and the escapability where he can get away as much as he can. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the guys on the other side of the ball are pretty fast, too. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah, yeah. so he's not, you yeah. know, he is not Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. no he's no. not Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> he's not, not. So he's not going to just pull away from people, but he's going to make you look. That's how Terry McLaurin got away because mm -hmm. Gilmore was looking back to see where Heineken was, right? Yeah. And, and if Heineken had a little bit of a stronger arm, it wouldn't have been a contested. It wouldn't have been a 50-50 ball. Right. But there isn't such thing as a 50-50 ball with Terry McLaurin. Right. It's 51-49, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He, it's a 51-49 ball. Yeah, as he proved on Sunday. Let's talk a little bit about some things that stood out to me. Um, man, this run defense is going to have to get better. The run defense was not, you know, uh, uh, a pro level <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. I, I don't understand the uh, the configuration with the uh, the two linebackers and the and the automatic nickel. The uh, and you know this guy. Every time we do the show, I always forget this guy's name. The guy that came from New York, the safety that was getting burned, and they put him in at linebacker at the end of the year, and he had. Uh, yeah, and he's actually I, I, back know, it, it, Landon Collins. Landon, yeah, Landon Collins. Collins. And I think he's back yeah. with New York now. I think he is. I believe he is. And uh, you know that the. That's what the linebackers are for, mm -hmm. you know. That's that's what the linebackers are for. I've I've seen and I've heard defensive linemen say that their job is to occupy the offensive line while the linebackers come in and do the damage, right? You mm -hmm. know, but but there's nobody there if they get past the first line. And, and I saw one play where the defensive line went left. And Jonathan Taylor went right. I, mm -hmm. I mean, he was uncontested, right? You know, so if they get past the offensive line, they 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 they're good for like ten. I mean, the defensive line rather. It seems like they're 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 good for ten or fifteen yards. Now, we got a good defensive line. Is you know. It's built out of first-round draft picks. It, right. It's supposed so it to be good. good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that shouldn't be a surprise to people, right? right. And um, they 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 do. They have good plays and they have plays that aren't so good. I'd like to see a lot more consistency coming from that group, but I think it's due to the amount of time they're spending on the field. Yeah, and by the way, um, you know, uh, speaking of quarterback situations, you know, I'm looking at this Indianapolis team, and you know, you go with Ellinger from Texas, second-year quarterback, over Foles. I don't understand what that was all about. Like, what figured into this decision making? The, the word I had uh, that I, I listened to some radio and they had some people on from Indy, uh, very hopeful, very high on this young man. His mobility was the thing, his mobility that um, that um, uh, Matty Ice didn't have the mobility, the mobility. But what, what is the mobility if you're going to drop the ball? <laughs> he has some nice passes, but he he just, he, he had, it wasn't a, a, a strip sack. He had a a strip fumble, but he had a fumble strip. So, yeah, right? yeah, no one weird. hit him. Yeah, yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know why. Um, 
they had to be jockeying for they weren't doing it to win. They could not believe that Foles did not give them the better chance of winning. So exactly. I don't know what. Maybe there are more coaches in the league that, you know, maybe Rivera was one of something two years ago when he said there are other things that I consider in games <laughs> other than winning. And so maybe there are more co- maybe there's something to that. And we just are behind the times that they play this game and there's other things that they try to figure out other than winning. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to give the coach. I'm not going to give them any credit at all for this. This this game, it was the the poor performance on the Manders' offense of, for the first three quarters. It was it was just I did not understand what Scott Turner was trying to set up. What was he trying to? Was it to build up the run? I, it doesn't seem like he he called the same play twice, except for these screen passes that his offensive linemen are too slow to get out there right. and, and block yeah. for, right? You know, yeah. I, I do not know what he was trying to accomplish. And I will give myself credit. I am going to ice my arm down because I'm going to twist my arm out of place, pat myself on the back for this one. Because <laughs> in the third quarter, if you look at, at Stanfield Kevin, and if you follow at Stanfield Kevin, I tweeted, this game will be won in the last two minutes because then it will be out of Scott Turner's hands. There'll be less Scott <laughs> <laughs> they'll be running their two-minute drill, and they'll be on the players, not on Scott and his and his uh, mad scientists. Yeah, you know, we'll just throw something at it until it sticks. Type of offense because wow. it has no rhyme and no reason. Why wouldn't you throw the ball to Terry McLaurin like twenty times a game? And the, the interesting thing is, is that is that in Jacksonville, uh, in in um, uh, at home against Jacksonville for Week One. Mm-hmm. I praised the play, the play calling. I thought it was creative. I thought he was able to work Samuels the ball. I mean, I thought it was a really, really skillful, you know, play calling um, for him. I mean, now uh, he kind of got away from it in the second half, but I haven't seen anything like that since. I'm like, where is all the innovation? You've got these weapons. What are we doing? Well, you know, when you're Einstein, man, after you come up with the theory of relativity, then you have to try to make a – a better sh- uh, chocolate shake or something. Man. You can't stick with <laughs> You get bored easy, right? You know, exactly. uh, I got relativity now. Let's try to make the, the perfect hamburger. Something, I don't know. So, Who knows? But yeah, Who that's knows? to me, and I, I do believe that that's why they were more effective in that last three minutes, two, the last two drives. There were two things. There was a sense of urgency in the last drive, which wasn't there in the drive. Pre- it seemed like they could have picked up the tempo a little bit. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's dependent on how fast Scott gets to get the plays in. Um, but there, there was, it was Heineke and the players on the field, you know, Cam Sims caught a pass in the last two minutes. So they hadn't, I saw. I saw. hadn't caught a pass, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, this kid, Amani Rogers, I don't see why he doesn't get more playing time. I, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Right. You know, there's guys, What's the guy's name that returns the kickoff? See, I get I get mad and I and I, and I purposely block guys out. Uh, <laughs> number fifteen, whoever he is, who's averaging like two yards of a punt return, right? Why is he on the field? Why is he playing wide receiver? <laughs> uh, you know, so I, yeah, it's it's just so much I don't understand. I'm very excited. The fan in me is very 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 excited. And I, you know, I looked at the, the graphic that saw that if the if the playoffs started tomorrow, that the Manders are in the playoffs. They're the last team. Check that out. <laughs> It'd be a Rocky movie if we did anything, but, but at least we're in it. We're in the conversation. He's already starting playoff conversation, folks. 
That's what happens right. here with the Washington Commanders <laughs> and their fans. Hey, coming up after the break, we've got fake news or not. Um, and it may, it, it, we're recording this actually on Halloween night. And so if the doorbell rings, it's because there are kids uh, trying to, you know, take all the candy that we bought, hoping that they wouldn't come. But anyway, um, it's got Halloween <laughs> night. So we'll do a special Halloween edition of fake news or not when we come back on the Federal Football Report. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change, and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future, who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM and anywhere where you get your podcast. He's Kevin Stanfield, a great follow on Twitter, at Stanfield Kevin, um, uh, at Claude J Media. And America, it's time for your favorite segment, Fake News or Not. It's time for Fake News or Not. I've got three uh, statements coming out of Washington about these commanders. Uh, Kevin's got to let me know whether it's fake news or not. Not, Here's not, not. statement number one. The three-game winning streak, um, five-point win over the Bears, two-point win over the Packers, one-point win over the Colts. A win is a win, but these wins, uh, I'm not sure we should feel too confident about these. We shouldn't feel too confident about these. Fake news or not? 
Oh, that's fake news. That's fake okay. news. Okay. A win is a win is a win. If they had a column, if they had additional columns in the stat sheet that said uh, BW for bad win or <laughs> GW for good win, uh, yeah, I'd take it. But no, a, a win is a win. When you step foot on the field, you want to win the game, as, mm-hmm. as uh, the friend Herman would say. That's the whole purpose of all of this, right? Now, I know that, you know, the, 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 the gamblers and, and like, like our friend Doc said, you know, the gambling is here to stay and people are going to want their fantasy players to get uh, a million points and all. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm uh, uh, Joe Burroughs has a good night. I'm, I'm uh, tied for first place in my league, right? There you go. Strictly for fun, strictly mm-hmm. for fun. But, but yes, those players, when they were celebrating uh, in the locker room after the game, they weren't celebrating a close win or a bad win or, uh, undeserved win or, or, or win by a bad team. They were celebrating a win, mm-hmm. a victory. And see, with that, with that win comes possibilities in the players' minds. You know, they're not what we thought they were in the players' minds. Look at the Eagles. Anybody, no one would, would look at the Eagles team as it was constructed at the beginning of the season and say, this is the team to beat in the NFL this year, right, right? right? But see, as they start winning, they started believing it. And the more they believe it, the better they are. The yeah, Eagles are good. without a yeah, 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 yeah. They're looking yeah, good. Yeah. You know, barring injuries, they're gonna have to be the team that uh the man does knock out probably to get into the playoffs, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. knock out the, you know, let's shoot everybody shoots for the Eagles, we'll knock them out, they won't get the home field advantage in the playoffs, and we'll see them again in the uh in the championship round. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Great prediction from Kevin Stanfield. Statement number two. No matter what Heineke does the rest of the season, he's still not going to get a chance next season here with the commanders. Fake news or not? I think that's fake news. Okay. I think that's fake news. Yeah. And and you know, right, because my earlier statement, Ron's decision-making gets good at the very end, because he, it's a point where he has no other alternatives. Okay. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, he, there is um, a, um, there is no pecking order on this team. We don't know who the best person is. Ron's a personnel guy. We don't know who uh, Martin Mayhew and, and uh, uh, Hunley are, are bringing to him. Who's the Ron guy? Who's the Mayhew guy? Who's the Hunley guy? It, and it's obvious to me that Ron's playing his guys first until until they just can't mill uh, uh, Dak mill is the guy I was thinking about Dax mill, whatever his name is. Uh, he's obviously a wrong guy. Cause I don't know why he's, <laughs> why does he play? Why does he play? I don't understand that he's taking time away from the other guys. Right. And, and, but this Heineke situation is interesting. Like we said, if they had invested money in the team the way they should have in the offensive line, pay Heineken, draft, you got Sam Howell, you got a young quarterback, get another quarterback, put him on the practice, you could develop a quarterback. Yep. Maybe they weren't in the, maybe they weren't confident in their abilities to develop a quarterback. Cause you really you look at Ron's record without one Mr. Newton down in Carolina and he's he's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not riverboat Ron, he's paddle boat Ron. That, that's what it is, right? You know. So so yeah, they ha- they absolutely have to because the questions are ad being are going to be asked, and if Ron and his regime are smart, they'll say they won't give themselves the blame. They'll give Heineke all the credit. We'll say, yeah, he came in, he did a great job, and you know, it's an underdog. It's a great story. He did this for us. He did that for us, and and hopefully, 
hopefully he won't make the mistake. Remember last year when uh, Ron was was publicly saying in the press conferences, uh, well, we'll be looking for a quarterback. Quarterback right. is a need for us. We'll be looking. Mm-hmm. And how is that supposed to make your quarterback feel? Right, right. How yeah. is that yeah. supposed to make your quarterback feel? You know, but mm. they 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 just don't have a clue, they, and that's why it's good when the decisions are taken out taken out of their hands. And mm-hmm. you know, for whatever you want to call it, for the second radio, we'll call it fate. Fate, uh, <laughs> fate chose a starting lineup for the seed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and think think of this: what happens when our, our newest weapon, Jahan Dotson, hits the field again? You that's know, right. I have a feel, I have a feeling that man that four is going to be able to work well with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's got the, the skill set. They right. got the skill set. They got they have more talent this year than they've had probably in maybe four years, I'd say. Easily. Easily. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know, they they've they're not shopping at Costco anymore. They've gone to Trader Vicks or Trader Joe's, whatever this guy's name is, with the <laughs> with the high price lamb shops, right? Mm-hmm. And they got all the ingredients. Now, are they gonna get Emerald to cook it up? Or they can con- t- continue with the chef boy RD. Scott, yeah, yeah, Scott yeah, turned yeah, the yeah, office, yeah, right? Right. It, you know, we know where the blame lies. They just got to fix it. Just got to be able to fix it. All right. Statement right. number three for um, fake news or not: Kirk Cousins is going to come to uh, to FedEx Field and he'll receive uh, an indifferent response from the uh, crowd there. Fake news or not? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'd be indifferent. I think that the plans are, from what I've read and the Twitter rumors, the, the fans are planning a quote blackout unquote. I, I think that the, that they're supposed to be wearing the the black all black uniforms and okay. and all uh, black jerseys. It's a sign. It's a sign of unity between the fan base and and, and the players. And it's going to be that connection. And here's another. Here's a wild card. I think that something that we're not anticipating is that Heineke is going to get mad for all the Kirk Cousins talk in this in this okay. uh, in yeah, this yeah. in this thing, right? Okay, you know, guys, all Kirk has stayed. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got a quarterback. Let me show you what I can do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm expecting, I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting Heineke to throw for like 300 yards, right? You I'm know. expecting a high school game. I am expecting yeah, a high school yeah. game. I don't know what the answer is going to be for Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah. You know, nobody else has figured that out yet. <laughs> right. Because right. you talk about so. offensive weapons. They've got weapons over there in Minnesota. Right, right. It's not just a passing game. They got the running game, too, right? And uh, what, they, what they do have, and I'm banking on this to help, is a first-year head coach, I believe. So, um, you know, it's, it's up. this is a game that the fans can win. Uh, I, I, I don't think they'll be indifferent. I think that's fake news. I okay. think that... Um, that they appreciated Kirk when he was here to the point that they were feeling sorry for Kirk. And that made me mad because Kirk was franchised. When you franchise, I believe. Yeah. Oh, man, he was getting money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get an average of the top five players in your position in the league. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Man, he's and won one he playoff game. I think twice, right? Right, twice. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina, as but, they yeah. used to well, say. See, right. and, but even that was another dumb move. It's like, you know what, you're going to pay him all that money, which is going to be more than if you would have just signed him to a four-year deal, pay him some good money, and then you can at least rest that for a second and then try to build the team elsewhere. That's right. That's right. But it, it was all personal with, with Bruce Allen and that regime. It wasn't, it wasn't about what's best for the team. It was all, it was all about personal relationship. Now, me personally – 
I'm not that big a Kurt fan. If you look at the famous film, um, and it was a Minnesota game of RG3, ran 75 yards down the sideline. The whole team was going, go, 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 except for one man. <laughs> except for one man was sitting there with his hand behind his back holding his helmet. That, that one man. I, and I'll, I'll text it to you. I forget. I think it's at like the 38-second mark of the, of the clip. But yeah. he, he, yeah. You know, and let's not forget, like when RG3 got hurt in the playoff game against Seattle, uh, Cousins came in the second half with a 14 nothing lead. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it wasn't all his fault, but he, he sure didn't help the situation any, right? You know? <laughs> right. And there's something else that, that people tend to forget. At one time, Kurt was benched. He was made inactive. It was um, – it was who was the third quarterback on that team? Was It wasn't Rex. It was um, – Anyway, but RG3 started the season, Mm -hmm. and uh, he ended up finishing the season because I remember he beat the Eagles, I I believe. Um, But Kirk was benched. Kirk was demoted to third string at the end of that year. I did forget that. I did forget that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who the quarterback was that played, but you're 100% right. Oh, he was uh, a Colt. Colt, oh yeah, Colt McCoy. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Colt, the Colt. Is he still in the league? Because he was with. Uh... Still, like, why wouldn't he be? Right? Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll see if the internet can help me figure that. Because he was in the league last year. He, I think he started the game last year. It wasn't for the. It might have been for the Cardinals or something. Yeah, it like looks that. like that's where he is right now. He's a he's a backup quarterback with the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Okay. All right. So, yeah, this is <laughs> what goes around comes around. But well, maybe he can okay. Teach, I, I, uh, he can teach uh, 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 Kyler Murray how to you know prep for games because apparently that's a, that's something he doesn't do well according to the, the team. I don't. I don't yeah, uh, he might not. You know, with the everybody has their own rituals. Maybe they don't like his rituals, right? They, right. You know, hey. <laughs> You know, everybody wants to tell the guy what to do, but has any of them done it? It's one thing if Tom Brady's telling you how to prepare for a game, pregame ritual, right? You know, but yeah. don't have Cliff Kingsbury telling me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, now, you know, I, again, I got to get over this thing about holding grudges, man, in sports, right? I, I really yeah, no, work this is the that, second week right? where you're trying to exercise these demons. <laughs> <laughs> this was a well-deserved girl. Well, they're all well-deserved, right? Yeah, you know, it was Tariko, Bryce Harper, and Kirk. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. There you go. There you go. That was fake news and God, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, so, Kevin, I said I was going to make it a Halloween edition of fake news and God. So this is one. Okay, Kirk, that's enough. That's enough, right? Enough. I know who you are. That's uh, enough. All right. Yeah. So we talked about it being a, a, a Halloween uh, edition of fake news and I. So here's a bonus round. Um, a bonus okay. three rounds of uh, fake news or not. Uh, let's right. see. Twix greater than Reese's peanut butter cups. Fake news or not? Oh, oh that's news. That's news. Okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't. Reese's are last resort candy. That's a that's a Ron Rivera deciding who to start candy. <laughs> Twix Twix is, is Taylor Heineke, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't really have the commercials uh, uh, like Snickers and don't really have all the, you know, the, the, the sexiness of Hershey bar, but Twix. Right, right, really right. Really good. Really good. Right, right, right. Two, Twix, two Twix had the thing. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Let's do with three people. Then it's bad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> two right. people. So it's perfect. There you go. Yeah, all right. So Michael, go Myers, Michael Myers greater than Jason. Um, 
You know, I'm a family man myself, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that's news because it's all about the family relationship with Michael Myers, right? You know, <laughs> right. It's, it's, you know, Jason is, is a random killer, right? right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, he has yeah, no, yeah. no loyalty, right? You know, mm-hmm. he's a random. I've seen Jason. The last, the last Jason movie I saw, um, I'll say I saw a good 40 minutes of it. I didn't see the beginning. Was uh, Jason X. Was no, the one when they they uh, they chopped Jason to a million pieces or something yeah. and sent him out of space. Yep, yep, yep. And, and the nanobots got him and put him back. To- put him right. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was a good one to me. And the, the cyborg girl was fighting him and all that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So yeah, I'm gonna go Michael Myers with that strong family man, good family values, right? You know, mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> Goes way go. back. Some strong and, bloodline. In the final Halloween uh, question and edition um, is. Uh, Freddy Krueger, it's kind of weak to have a, a serial killer that only tries to kill you in your dreams. You're dreaming. Like, how does that even right. work? Right. Coffee. He's, you know, that's me. It's, it's <laughs> to be, be a cup of coffee, right? You know, now I never was impressed by Freddy. He, you know, he was corny with the jokes and, his, you know, and bad dresser. And just kind of, you know. Bad dresser. <clears throat> True story, though. <laughs> I had a sweater. Exactly like Freddy Krueger's, <laughs> but I had mine first, right? So right. whenever I wear this sweater, people say, "Man, you trying to dress like Freddy Krueger?" I said, "No, Freddy's dressing like me." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had this one first. True story. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I had it first, right? Yeah. It's just the whole dream thing. It comes in your dreams, but if it's a dream, then how does it happen in reality? It just doesn't make any sense. You know, on the, I will say this: for the most part, in most of my dreams, I win. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, I win. Yeah. You know, I, I kill the monster. I get the bad guys, right? You know, you know, so I, I I win most of the time, and I'm sort of to the point where I'm disappointed when I wake up because I'm a little, you know, let down, right? I'm putting in work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this, I was putting hard. I was battling. Michael Myers. I was good. <laughs> That's right, right, Mike. I had Mike on the ropes, you know. So, um, yeah, most and Frankenstein. Poor Frankenstein, he'd have a chance to get me right, you know, because I just yeah, run. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Who's the more classic, um, I guess, monster? Would it be Dracula or Frankenstein? Um, classic, that's an interesting way of putting it, right? Because uh, Dracula has been redone so many times in so many ways. You have the, the Bella Lugosi, which is my all-time favorite. But then you go to a... Like you have a Christopher Lee who had his own Dracula series and uh, uh, Frank Langella, who was like a smooth Dracula. They mm-hmm. even went, uh, uh, well, back in the days of black exploitation films, they had Blackula. Right, right. Yeah. Remember- <laughs> I do remember <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And, then, and then you have the whole Twilight series with the vampires and all that. And, oh, yeah. You know, vampires, when they turn pretty and they can walk around in the daytime and stuff like that, yeah. just ruining the whole thing about, and then True Blood was a series. But Frankenstein, there's only been like three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> this right. about about three. There was the, you know, Boris was the original, right? Boris was a bad boy, right? And, you know, and Boris Karloff himself. I didn't really realize this until I saw a clip of the original film, The Mummy, and they showed Boris Karloff out of the makeup and transitioning into, and he looked the same all the way, <laughs> all the way through without the makeup, with the makeup. You know, he's a bad boy. But I think I think Frankenstein is the more classic of them because you couldn't duplicate that. I mean, yeah. you know, the, whole, the, the the concept, right, you know. But Dracula, anybody get bit on the neck and, you know, become a vampire, right? You know? Now, in that, Twilight series, in, in that Twilight series, if there were vampires and werewolves, who wins in a <laughs> werewolf-vampire duel? 
Well, you know, they both have pretty good 40 times, right? You know, you'd have to get, uh, uh, <laughs> since, since uh, vampires are eternal, they have pretty much been a long, been a long game, right? <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. I think the werewolf got a better vertical leap. But uh, there was this, uh, Frankenstein. Now, Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. I know you're a horror movie buff. Uh, that's one of my favorites of all time. At the end of that movie, uh, the werewolf, the Dracula turned into a bat and tried to fly away. And the werewolf jumped up there and grabbed him. They fell off a cliff into the rock, dashed themselves on the rock below. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I will call that one a tie, right? <laughs> <You know. laughs> Dracula had the home, the home castle advantage, but but uh, the werewolf came in strong at the end. The wolf man, right? You know. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the Halloween fake news. Or not. Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about where the commanders stand in the NFC East as we see it. And, you know, yeah, mathematically, sure, playoffs, but we want to talk. Uh, is it too early to talk playoffs? No. I mean, it's positioning. You got to see where you are. We want to talk about that coming up uh, after, these, uh, after these messages. That's right. If you talk talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Hi. I'm Mike Richman of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs with your VA Research Nugget of the Day. Longtime VA transplant surgeon and research scientist Thomas Starzl is widely regarded as the father of transplantation. Although not the first surgeon to perform a successful kidney transplant, he's credited with the first ever series of repetitively successful human kidney transplants. They resulted in long-term survival for patients. He carried out the first of those in 1962. He's also credited with performing the first successful liver transplant in 1963. While Starzl's patients succumbed to pneumonia weeks after the liver transplant, it was still considered a huge success and paved the way for life-saving procedures for many others. To learn more about VA research, go to research.va.gov. That's research.va.gov. I'm Mike Richmond. Hey, everybody, it's David and Nikki Nellis for Foodie and the Beast, the D.C. area's one and only food and wine variety show right here on 1500 AM. You want to know what's going on at the local restaurants, what the local chefs are doing and saying, except for the French chefs, I can never understand them, the vineyards, wine seminars, more. It's all right here on Foodie and the Beast every Sunday morning at 11, right here on 1500 AM. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. I'm Captain Kirk! I'm Captain Kirk. 
man. Yeah, yeah. So excited to be back at FedEx Field as Captain Kirk. Can't wait to keep interrupting the show. Um, uh, and so, Kevin, speaking of that, what 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 needs to happen here with the Commanders to uh, get this win against uh, Minnesota? I think it's got Turner needs to take a wrong turn and maybe end up in Baltimore at the MNT Bank Stadium. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe that they're going to have to go old school with this thing. One thing I didn't mention earlier is, is Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been as openly productive as me, we might want, but I don't think they're calling the right plays for him. I mean, right. he's a, he's a guy who likes to hit the holes, right? He reminds me yep. a lot of, of Adrian Peterson in, mm-hmm. in, in the sense of he hits the holes and, and then will do damage on that second level. But this, this, the way this team blocks and it's designed, they go from like side to side and he has to wait for a hole to develop. And mm-hmm. these guys are just not making any holes. Even with that, he's averaging like a, about 3.7 to pop, which if you know if my math serves me correctly, if they did that four times in a row, they'd have a first down every time, mm-hmm. right? You know? So I'd like to see them do um, a little bit more about getting, getting plays going for him. Uh, even if there are certain plays specifically for him, certain plays specifically for Antonio D- Gibson, I'd love to see him in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really would. I think that, that would present, a, uh, you know, with with uh, Gibson's running and pass catching abilities. I don't know if Robinson can catch because they haven't thrown him anything yet. But um, I, there's so much with this talent on this offense. There's so much that they can do. Maybe Jahan is back next week, you know. But I'd like to see them establish something, mm-hmm. something forceful, not, not, not trickeration, mm-hmm. not the jet sweep, zoom, sweep, pass, screen, <laughs> jet motion, shotgun, empty backfield thing. Right. You know, I, I don't want to see any of that. I, it's not sexy what I'm, what I'm proposing. Mm-hmm. It's not good for the, the, uh, the stat geeks or the, or the uh, fantasy football geeks or the gamblers, unless you gamble to see who wins or loses or something like that. I'm not you know, advocate gambling, but I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's fun when you win the football game. So I'd I like to see them control the ball. I'd like to see them play maybe a, a, a deep zone. One thing I noticed about Jefferson, he runs a lot of crossing routes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to hit him. Like throw the, throw the time ago. Yeah. And I think, and 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 that, and the line is going to have to keep the heat on Kurt. You know, he can't be back there all day, and, and Justin can't have five to six seconds to get open because he'll find right. a way to do it. Yeah, that's right. And and I was surprised at the lack of blitzing in this past game. I was very disappointed. I thought that they would come out aggressive early and try to rattle the kid, right? You know, and I think they they should do this with Kirk, right? You know, they're just not getting enough pressure with the first four. They're not, although they're they're three first round draft picks up there, um, they're just not just just not getting it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes you'll see a Bada comes in, and he makes it. You know, something happen every once in a while. Two Hill will come in and make something happen. But there's not enough consistency on right. on, on the pass rush or the run defense. So I'd like to see that buckle down a little bit. I'd like to see them play more three linebackers. Now um, they. Um, um, Jamin Davis uh, seemed to have a decent game against Indianapolis. Yeah, he did. He did. He got caught in coverage a couple of times. But as far as playing with a linebacker does, and uh, it was a key tackle late in the game from uh, from Day uh, Jamin. Uh, 
I like that. He's a good blitzer, too. He's shown that early in the year. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that he'd come a little bit more. Maybe he will against Kurt, but you can't, you're going to have to do something. Like you said, you can't just sit back and let Kurt read because he's good at reading. He's yeah. good at reading. Right. He'll pick you apart. You know, we got we to gotta make him think some, you know, and the only way I can see him doing that is, is uh, hitting him. And mm-hmm. if they can hit him with four, Fine, but why take that chance? Send five, send six, send seven. You know, yeah, just <laughs> you know, it's Kirk. Send what you can to get back to get you know to get to get right, right. You know, make, send uh, was around. Just send somebody. Now we were joking on, uh, a little earlier, but um, uh, you know, with a three-game winning streak, um, uh, four uh, wins right now. You've got, uh, uh, I believe, the Cowboys with six, six and two. The Giants six and two. Eagles obviously undefeated. Where do you see where do you see the commanders' chances when it comes to the NFC East? Because they're going to have to climb up the NFC East to get to a wild card. Well, you know that's the beautiful thing about it. The division games are supposed to be your your most hard fought, your most exciting, your most adrenaline uh, producing, your most uh, uh, desperate. Uh, uh, shows that you put on all year long. The division games matter most, mm-hmm. and that's the way it's supposed to be. And under uh, uh, Paddle Ron, <laughs> they have not gotten up with division games like they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. They ha- they just haven't. And it's because, you know, who knows why? Uh, you know, if if you have to explain to the players how important it is, there's something not quite right. But right. the thing is, you have to explain to the players <laughs> what this means. That's part of coaching, right? You know, if you don't care about it being the division games, the players are going to take that same attitude. So your your philosophy has to change for division games. And, and that's the only way they're going to climb up because these teams that you mentioned, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, they've marked this game off as a win. Right. Oh, yeah. They yeah. really have. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, it's up to this team It's up to the, the Manders to prove them wrong. It's, it's up to them to have that Terry McLaurin attitude that says, I am here. This is what I do. I mean, he, he says some other words, but we can't say it because right. it's a family show, of course. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. basically, yeah, we are here. This is what we do. That's what that's what we need to show these other teams. Yeah. And the, and the way to do it is, I mean, like I said, you win those you win those division games. I mean, there are two. Uh, games in in three weeks against the Giants. I mean, that's the two game deficit, you know, right there um, right. in the season with the Cowboys, and there's still one more with the Eagles left. And so, you know, is there is is it is it a slim chance? Yeah, but is there a chance? Of course, you just got to win your division games. Now, like you said, that's easier said than done because the division, you know, as it seems now, has some good teams. Here's one thing. You know um, that I'm thinking about as I watch these Eagles, just as we just as we look at, you know, just hoping upon hope and wishing on a wish. <laughs> they, they they're 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 playing really good football right now, and it's hard to maintain that. And you don't want to peak too soon. And I'm just wondering if there's something that's going to happen. And and of course we don't want any kind of injury on anyone. But I would just wonder if there's some sort of you know, stalling that they will do because we see good teams do this. We see teams get off to a slow start and then they pick up momentum and they're playing good towards the end of the season. We've seen teams come out hot and they look like they are just going to be world beaters. Uh, There's only been, you know, obviously the one um, uh, undefeated team, the 72 Dolphins, but then there was also the Patriots who went undefeated until the Super Bowl. But other than that, 
things go in waves and they're riding high right now. They haven't hit that low. And it's very possible that the Eagles and the Giants, I think, and the Cowboys, all three could get into a, a spot that's like, okay. Uh, now, the only thing about the Cowboys that I would assume that would have happened with Cooper Rush and it didn't. Um, so maybe they rode out past it. Who knows? But I think any one of these teams could fall back to closer to who we thought that they would be. The, the thing about the Eagles that we must concern ourselves with is Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. where he is right now as a football team, as a football player, rather, is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's the frightening proposition on Halloween, you know, and we're going to have to deal with him for a long time. The same um is in New York with uh with with Saquon. Uh, right, right. It seems like this new coach has finally identified how best to utilize him and the, the, a more effective way of utilizing him. And that's something we're gonna have to deal with on a on a uh, uh like you said, three uh weeks, two games. We're gonna have to deal with that. Um the Cowboys defense it seems to me like they stumbled into that. I don't know where yeah. that came from. Mm-hmm. The end, the end of my, just adding Michael Parsons is and that makes you that much better. Mm-hmm. But he makes people want to play better. It makes he sort of the, the Heineke of yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they don't play better because they have to. They play better because they want to. Right? You can't mm-hmm. with a leader like that. Now, see, that's leadership, right? right. Leadership. I mean. What we have on leadership on this team is guys who like to make profound statements in the locker room or talk about <laughs> other guys. No, show me on the field, right? That's like Terry. That's leadership, right? That's right. you know, this yeah. is this is you know, uh, this is this is me. This is what I do. So it's it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be where for a while last season the the NFC East was was the doormat of the NFL. It's approaching the point where it might be the best conference in the league right it's now. Back to being the, the NFC best East. <laughs> That's right. That's the way it should be. But it's up to the commanders to, to step up to the challenge and and realize not just the players. The players are supposed to realize it, but it's that it's that. That passion, I mean, it's got to be some kind of Newt Rockney speech. It's got to be that, oh, yeah. that Al Pacino in any given Sunday speech about the division games. Uh, Doc used to say that Joe Gibbs used to make them feel like losing one of those games is the worst thing that could happen to them in the history of civilization, right? And, you know, <laughs> and we know it's just a football game, but still, right. you know, you got to have that. You got to believe it. It's, it's something else beside the talent of of the team. It's got to be the passion from all aspects of it. And it starts with the head coach. Mm-hmm. It starts with the head coach. We can't, we can't have a coach that lives off his reputation, you know, right. Right. <laughs> and whatever that reputation is. And cause I mean, you're bringing, yeah. you're bringing up a great point that all that winning came with a certain quarterback. Yes. And it's funny. The, it's funny. The people that we tend to try to attribute success to like, like it's never really said, Oh, well, the only reason Ron, Ron, outside of you saying it, one is because, you know, Cam was the real, it, it was just assumed that it was Rivera. And it's like, well, nah, I don't know. Maybe we should think twice about that. I wonder why that wasn't attributed to Cam a little bit more. You know, people ask the same question about uh, Mr. Brady and Mr. Belichick, right? You know, yeah. you know, so, uh Man, I wish he I bet he wish he never got rid of Garoppolo though. <laughs> oh my goodness. And and what and the weird thing is the team that has him wanna get wants to get rid of him and they can't because because they, you know the guy they want to replace him with, he's hurt. And and all Garoppolo's done is got them to two Super Bowls, I think, right? He's been to two in his career. And it's like uh, yeah, yeah, want to yeah, get yeah. rid of him. 
It, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But you know, <laughs> hey, you know, they don't, you don't have to be logical to get a job in this league. You know, which is why my, my name still is, is in the hat, right? Exactly. Anybody, right? You know, if you can hold a, a Microsoft Surface, it seems like you can get a head coaching job, right? That's now. what it seems like. <laughs> you just hold one. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, before we get out of here, anything you want to talk about or tackle? I think that uh, I want to talk about the special teams. That's one thing. Our punter should be the MVP. Oh, as <laughs> always, Tressway is here. Tressway, he's he's been amazing. He's been amazing. It's like the other people, the other team, the other team uh, fans go, "Wow, <laughs> look at that!" Right? You know, I you know he's been strategic. Our field goal kicker has been solid. I yes. like to see the return game get a little bit more aggressive. I I, I don't understand it. Uh, why you know. The ball's two yards in the end zone. Let me wave your hands. Get the ball and, and run it out. You know, who knows what could happen, right? You know, you know, uh, they're paying you too, right? Maybe they're not paying them enough. Maybe a, an incentive. I'll give them $10 if you run someone out, right? You know, you heard it. You're about with us. 10 bucks, you run one out. Okay, right. You know, that, might, that might be what does it. <laughs> you know, that 10, bucks, uh-huh. that 10 bucks is what sends us over the top, right? A little cash and food. Is that legal? No, payola. They can't pay us. You to pay yeah. him to do that? Yeah, I don't. I guess that was illegal. Yeah, I don't understand it. Right? We're not. We're not paying him not to do good. We're paying right, him right, to do right, good, right, right. We're not, we're not betting on the game. He's not, he, he would be betting on it by doing it. He would just be taking it. I, I guess the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because then the money would be could be seen as swaying the outcome of the game. He would normally not take. Yeah, it that's true. Because he's getting that's paid. true. Who knows? That's true. That's true. It's we want to do that. Thought. Okay. It's a fun thought. Yeah. I still got 10 if you want to. If you're listening, Dax. <laughs> Something. Take it out. Just do it, you know, for you. <laughs> for you, right? Right. You know, like Rock, like the big Russian told Rocky, I fight for me. Do it for you. Yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> man, the year's moving by fast. We're already done with October, November. Uh, one is tomorrow. Again, we're recording this on Halloween night. And uh, man, uh, enjoy the season, guys, because it's going to be here and gone before you know it. And then we'll be doing all our postseason breakdowns and waiting for the drafts and trying to figure out next year. But enjoy the season. Enjoy the winning streak right now. Captain Kirk back in town. And so we'll see if we can make it four against uh, Captain Kirk and the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. I want to see Captain Kirk ground into a fine powder. In love, of course, right? With yeah. love, obviously. I don't want to see him injured. I don't want to see him injured. I just want to put something on his mind. Exactly. <laughs> That's all you want to do. He's at Sanfield, Kevin. I'm Claude J. Media, and we'll catch up, guys, next week. <laughs>